The Lord is good, and His mercy endures forever. You are listening to Take 5 with Alex. Facebook has been bombarding us with anti-abortion posts. I think it's high time that people take a stand against abortion. But it's high time that people stand up for what they believe in regardless. Taking a stand and standing with what you say is always better than sitting on the fence. I was thinking about what I would do if someone close to me would have an abortion. I know that I wouldn't like it, but I also know that I wouldn't be able to judge her. Firstly, if I only found out about it after it was done, I wouldn't have been part of the process, and thus had no insight into the situation. I wouldn't know how much fear she possibly went through. Secondly, I am not allowed to judge. James 4 verse 12 said, There is one lawgiver who is able to judge, to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Romans 2 verse 1 Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. It's like the woman who was caught in adultery in John 8 verse 1 to 11. Jesus told her accusers that the one who is without sin should cast the first stone. Everyone dropped their stones and left. Not one of us is perfect, and we do not have the right to judge anyone else. So is abortion wrong? Yes, most decidedly so. Abortion is murder, and murder is always wrong. But as I've illustrated, so is judging. And as far as I can discern, there isn't a difference between sins. A sin is a sin is a sin. We should hate the sin, but we should love the sinner. Jude 1, verse 22 to 23. And have mercy on those who doubt. Save others by snatching them out of the fire. To others show mercy with fear, hating even the garment stained by the flesh. How should we treat a woman or a girl who has had an abortion? Just like anyone else. We should love her so much. We should love her so much that she can overcome the fear that drove her to have the abortion. 1 John 4 verse 18 There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. That is so absolutely frightening. I can just imagine the grotesque faces of the demons who inflict the kind of fear that drives a person to ending the life of her own baby. I want to weep when I think about it. We who are believers are failing those who are living in fear. They fear the consequences, fear of what people will say, fear that she won't be able to take care of a new life, Fear of what her husband or boyfriend's reaction will be. Fear that she won't be able to complete her studies and that she will be a disappointment to her family. Those are the kind of things that are being whispered to her. The verse says fear involves torment. The Oxford Dictionary gives the meaning of torment as severe physical or mental suffering. Fear is very real and fear is from the devil. Hebrews 2 verse 14 to 15 says that Jesus will destroy the devil and release those who through fear of death were subject to bondage throughout their lives. 2 Timothy 1 verse 7 
For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. The ESV version says, For God has given us a spirit not of fear, but of power and of love and self-control. I would think that a sound mind would practice self-control. If we show love to this poor girl who has been through all that trauma, we are doing the will of God. That is the only way she's ever going to have a chance to get away from the torment of the enemy. If we were to push her away and judge her as a sinner and mark her as a bad person, she is not going to have a hope and a future. Who is she going to turn to if she can't turn to believers when the tormentors don't stop tormenting her? And they won't stop. The devil is a liar. John 8 verse 44 The devil was a liar from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So as I see it, the devil, or rather the one of his demons, set about tormenting someone who is vulnerable. Then, once they are good and scared, he tells them that the only way out of the situation is the abortion. Then everything will be okay because it will be over. There will be no consequences and nobody will even know. She goes ahead with the procedure, but she doesn't realize that the torment won't stop. She will have feelings of guilt and failure. Until she is set free by the love of Jesus, she will not be whole. Our duty is to show her that love and to guide her into perfect freedom.